This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments, a weekly podcast to proclaim and to ponder our Sunday Mass readings. Today is Sunday, the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time, as we're coming together and looking at the readings. We've been hearing so much about the Lord talking about uh, the kingdom of God, who can get into the kingdom of God. And a lot of people have been asking that question of the Lord. So as we hear these readings again this Sunday, be listening for, you know, the way, the truth and the life. I want to open again with the opening collect in today's Holy Mass. These collect prayers, as I keep mentioning, are so powerful. And as I hear them proclaimed during the weekly daily readings and then here on Sunday, it just reminds me that the church continues to invite us to have a closer and closer relationship with Christ, to be prepared for eternal life, and to really open our hearts to the Holy Spirit and to the guidance of the Holy Spirit to encounter Jesus. Here's the collect prayer for this 21st. Sunday in Ordinary Time. O God, who caused the minds of the faithful to unite in a single purpose, grant your people to love what you command and to desire what you promise, that amid the uncertainties of this world, our hearts may be fixed on that place where true gladness is found. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. And a couple of things that are going to come out in our readings that I just think are beautifully reflected in our collect. You know, we're asking the Lord, God, who caused the minds of the faithful. You know, the Lord made our minds. He caused us to unite in a single purpose. You know, we pray for unity, that that we all may be one. And so in this prayer, we're really praying for that unity, that we we would come back, come back home, come back home to the Lord in a single purpose, and that we would desire, that our desires would be the true desires of our heart, which is given to us by God. Amidst what? The uncertainties of this world. We'll hear about that in our reading because we want to be where true gladness is found. That's, that's the prayer that our hearts will be fixed on the place 
where true gladness, not just a gladness that comes and goes, uh, a happiness that's here today, gone tomorrow. That's the world. That's the uncertainties of the world. But our true gladness comes in Jesus Christ. And and the re, and the prayer we hear, let's not take this prayer for granted. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son. These are proclamations of the truth in what we believe. Just in that little phrase that we hear the priest pray every mass through our, and many times during the mass, right? Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. And so hear those words through our Lord Jesus Christ. They're going to come full circle in our gospel reading today. All right. Our first reading today for the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year C, comes from the book of Isaiah. This is the last book in Isaiah, 66 chapters, the last chapter, and almost the last part of this, this, this prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, I know their works and their thoughts, and I come to gather nations of every language. They shall come and see my glory. I will set a sign among them. From them, I will send fugitives to the nations, to Tarshish, Hut and Lud, Moshish, Tubal and Javan, to the distant coastlands that have never heard of my fame or seen my glory, and they shall proclaim my glory among the nations. They shall bring all your brothers and sisters from all the nations as an offering to the Lord." on horses and in chariots, in carts, upon mules and dromedaries, to Jerusalem, my holy mountain, says the Lord. Just as the Israelites bring their offering to the house of the Lord in clean vessels, some of these I will take as priests and Levites, says the Lord. The Word of the Lord. The responsorial psalm is Psalm 117, go out to all the world and tell the good news. Praise the Lord, all you nations, glorify him, all you peoples, go out to all the world and tell the good news. For steadfast is his kindness toward us, and the fidelity of the Lord endures forever. Go out to all the world and tell the good news. Our second reading comes from Hebrews chapter 12. Brothers and sisters, you have forgotten the exhortation addressed to you as children. My son, do not disdain the discipline of the Lord or lose heart when reproved by him. For whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. He scourges every son he acknowledges. Endure your trials as discipline. God treats you as sons. For what son is there from whom his father does not discipline? At the time, all discipline seems a cause not for joy, but for pain. Yet later, it brings the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who are trained by it. So strengthen your drooping hands and your weak knees. Make straight paths for your feet, that what is lame 
may not be disjointed, but healed. The Word of the Lord. Our Gospel reading is from Luke chapter 13, verses 22 to 30. Jesus passed through towns and villages, teaching as he went, and making his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few people be saved? He answered them, Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. After the master of the house has risen and locked the door, then will you stand outside knocking and saying, Lord, open the door for us. He will say to you in reply, I do not know where you are from. And you will say, we ate and drank in your company, and you taught in our streets. Then he will say to you, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, all you evildoers. And there will be wailing and grinding of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you cast yourselves, and you yourselves cast out. And people will come from the east and the west and from the north and the south and will recline at table in the kingdom of God. For behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I want to just reflect a little bit as we look at, you know, this Psalm, Psalm 117, it's very short. Some Sundays we have lots of refrains and lots of verses from the Psalm, but this is very short, but very powerful because it reminds us of our call as Christians. Go out to all the world, all the world, not just to one segment, not just to one group of peoples, Go out to all the world and tell the good news. This is our commission, Christ's commission to go out, proclaim the gospel and baptize them, you know, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And so this psalm is reminding us of what we're called to do, not to sit in our laurels and be grateful that God loves me and I don't do anything about that. I don't presume, well, I guess I'll be to heaven if I say I'm a Christian or if I know God, but we're supposed to do something with the call that we have. We live that out, faith in action. We have the faith in the Lord and we take action. Go and tell the good news. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Glorify him, all you peoples. It's in how we live our lives that we are telling the good news. Did you hear a word pop up over and over and over in this short reading from Hebrews? In fact, it was a little bit of a, a, a couple of verses here and a couple of verses there, but the word discipline, discipline comes up five or six times, but discipline is tied in with the love of God. You know, when we're corrected, whether it's a child being corrected by a parent you know, don't do it this way. Do it. Th this is the right way. This is the right way to go. Don't cross the street and just run out there. You know, uh, that there's a discipline. I just 
got a, a vision in my mind of this um, young girl. She's learning to ride her bike down the street from us and her mother and her grandmother. We just were taking an evening walk a few nights ago. And she is, she's got her knee pads on. She's got her helmet, bike helmet on. She's in her, you know, princess pink, purple, beautiful bike with the training wheels. And she is often running on the sidewalk and she's going down and she's just learning, you know, uh, but her mother and her grandmother are there to guide her along the way. And just, just to see that, that, the parents are going to give her some discipline on what to do. Don't go out into the street. It's it's a little bit of a busy street. So there's cars coming and may not see this little girl on the bike. But what are we to do when we're caring for others? We discipline them. You know, she's got she's got knee pads on and she's got a helmet on. She's being disciplined to take care, protect your body. You know, if you're going to be playing in a sport, if you're going to be riding your bike, if you're going into the car, you're going to buckle up. You know, we have these rules and regulations, but we have things to keep us safe, to protect us, to protect our precious cargo, our loved ones. And so, you know, the Lord disciplines us as well. And so the writer of the Hebrews is reminding us, you know, that he scourges every son he acknowledges. You know, when the Lord acknowledges us and we hear from Jesus himself that this is not an easy road, we're going to hear this in the gospel. At the time, at the time we're disciplined, put on your helmet. I just want to go out and ride my bike and have fun. Wait a minute. Let's prepare before we go out. And so the mother, the father, the grandparent is reminding that child, you know, make sure that you do the right thing to get ready for the fun that you're going to go and have, you know, wear that helmet, put on those knee pads, put on those elbow pads. We too need to put on those helmets and, and knee pads and elbow pads. But at the time we may think, oh, I don't really need them. I just want to go out and have fun. At all at the time, all discipline seems a cause not for joy, but pain. It's a pain to do this. It's a pain to stop at the red light. I want to go. But there's a red light for a reason. There's a stop sign for a reason. Yet later it brings the peaceful fruit of righteousness. You know, when we do the right thing for the right reason, we're being trained to do the right thing for the right reason. So when we get to the point of things becoming very difficult, some of these decisions we make are very simple. We understand right and wrong. But when we get into more complex situations that may require more discernment, the Lord has been trying to train us through the truth through wisdom, through understanding, through sacrifice, through persistence, that when those few moments come in our lives, caring from an, aged lo uh, an aging loved one, you know, there are difficult decisions we make, but then we must stand in the truth of making that decision at that moment, trusting in the Lord. Because I've been wearing my helmet, I've been wearing my knee pads, so long, I know what the truth feels like. And so when something is not of the truth, I can identify that. And I can push it aside, 
who know this is the way of truth. And this leads us into our gospel because somebody in the crowd asks, you know, they're, I think, wanting a yes or no answer or how many, you know, uh, how many or will, will, will only a few be saved? It sounds pretty tough, Jesus, in the things that you've been talking about. Will only a few, will only a few make it? And Jesus isn't going to answer yes or no. Does he ever do that? No, he gives us something to think about. That this is a bigger question than than what you're you're just presuming. And Jesus says, strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many will attempt to enter it, but not be strong enough. They didn't wear their helmet. They didn't wear the knee pads. They didn't prepare and train with their mother and grandmother. You know, maybe I didn't listen to that discipline so much that I just decided I'll give myself my own discipline. I'll just do it my way. Even though my boss, even though my best friend, even though I heard it from my pastor, even though it's written in the catechism of the Catholic Church, you know, sometimes we just do our own discipline. And we will not be strong enough. And then Jesus goes into this story about the master going in, locking the door. So there's a point at which the door will not only be shut, and it's an unexpected time. We've heard in earlier gospels about the master, the servants who are taking care of the master's house. And at an unexpected time, in an unexpected hour, the master will come home. And if you are, um, if you're fooling around and you're not doing what you're supposed to do, you will be punished. You were called to do a particular job and to care for the needs of the servants or to the master's house. And if you squander that, if you say, oh, I'm king for a day, I can do whatever I want here. No, you're not being disciplined. You've been, you've been, you know, in that case, those, those servants, so to speak, were given much responsibility. What do we do with the responsibility we have in our lives? How are we treating that responsibility? Because those who are given much responsibility, you will be accounted for much. And so the door is not only quickly shut at an unexpected hour, but now it's locked and it will not be reopened. So if you are not on the right side of the door, when that door is locked and shut, you have chosen your fate. You have chosen it. Because the master will say, I do not know where you are from. I don't know. I don't know you from your actions, from your life. I don't see myself reflected in you. And so the Lord says there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. For behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. We can see in the actions of the leaders of the church at the time of Jesus that they just presumed 
They are the chosen people and it's going to be their day and they're going to be in the kingdom of God. And, and we've got all these 600 and plus rules and regulations to kind of control the people. But we know that we're we, we just have assumed that we are going to be in the right with the Lord. But the Lord is saying, no, it's not easy. It's a narrow gate. And you will have to choose the right Choose the truth. Choose me. Persist. Be disciplined. Love. It's in how we love one another. Not in that I'm resting in my own laurels and I'm resting in my own salvation. No, the Lord is the one who saves. And we endure. We persist. We're determined to move forward. And we become disciplined and receive that discipline. You know, the narrow gate, there is a gate called the narrow gate in Jerusalem. And so you had to stoop low. You had to be low to go through that gate. And so what things will you take off your back, your pack, your accumulation of wealth and titles? Will you let go of all of those things to go through the narrow gate? And in the in the prayer that we pray through our Lord Jesus Christ, ultimately, it is Jesus. He is the gate. We want to go through Jesus. Jesus is the one. So do we identify with Jesus? Do we know Jesus? Do we have a personal relationship with Jesus? Do we follow the way, the truth, and the life of Jesus? In today's gospel reading, if you listen to the priest... There is an Alleluia verse that comes up before the gospel proclamation. And today it's this from John 14. I am the way, the truth, and the life, says the Lord. No one comes to the Father except through me. So following Jesus every day, every minute of the day, because every minute of the day, we have different decisions. If we're raising children, if we're a student, if we're running a business, if we're going to work, if we're working from home, if we're trying to get work, whatever we might be doing in our lives, we have decisions to make every day. Some are very easy to make. Am I going to get up on time? Am I going to have a healthy breakfast? Am I going to take a walk? Am I going to drink water when it's hot and be refreshed? Am I going to pray? Am I going to go to daily mass? Am I going to serve in some way and care for those needs that are around me? Am I going to learn and grow and, 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 and continue to grow deeper in my knowledge of the faith of, of different things? Do we reflect the Lord Jesus Christ? Go out to all the world and tell the good news. I can't tell anybody the good news unless I've received the good news and I've, I've absorbed those good news. I, I eat those words every day and then I live those words out in my daily life. Then when I've had a relationship with Jesus Christ and I continue to grow in that relationship, it's not over. It's not one day and I have this relationship. I continue to nurture that relationship. Now I can be a disciple to go and tell the good news and I can discipline my fellow Christian, non-Christian in ways of love and charity of the heart. And so let us Enter into the narrow gate 
let's make a decision each and every day to be vigilant, to, to strive for excellence, excellence that is in living eternal life with the Lord, excellence in being the best example of humility, of the glory of God in our particular vocation in life. To live our faith, to put faith into action, to serve and to enter through the narrow gate. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. God bless you on this beautiful Sunday as we ponder the Word of God. Have a fantastic week. I'll look forward to talking with you again next week. Peace be with you. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, Reflections upon the Liturgical Scripture Readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.